You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the GIS open mic minisodes. Pullin' Weeds is the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. We would like to thank all of the Carolinas GCSA partners who helped make this organization a great one. And we also want to thank all of those who came by our booth and visited at GIS. Now let's go to the trade show floor. All right, everyone. This is our special edition episodes here of Pulling Weeds. And uh, we are here with Mr. Sean Rehorn, who I just met for the first time on the Twitter machine. From the Twitter machine. Pleasure to meet you in person, finally. Thank you. I owe you a a big apology. I'm going to put it on air. He called a couple times over the holidays, and I called back once and missed him and never called him back again. So, Phil, he looks mad at me. Is that a normal look? (laughs) I'm not sure. It's the first time I've met him as well. All right. And everyone, the guy with the non-American accent hanging out in Florida is Mr. Phil Helman. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah, Phil, you did. I know you because I saw you on Twitter presenting with Miss Gina. That's yes, that's right. That's yep. all I know. That's all I know. So, what did y'all do a presentation on? Uh, we did a presentation on um, how to uh, understand people, uh, how to read them, uh, and then how to turn that knowledge, um, once you've found out about yourself, um, then being able to use that uh, to your advantage in your workplace. Are you a superintendent? Uh, yes, I'm now a general manager, but I am a greenkeeper. Where's the Goodwood Estate? Uh, it's in. Um, it's on the south coast, uh, about an hour's drive south of London, right on the bottom of the uh, UK. How far are you from Hankley Commons? Uh, about 20 minutes drive. So not I love that place. It's, Gareth. Ah, it's fantastic. I had the opportunity to go over there one time, and Gareth put me up in a place and welcomed us in, took us into his home. Yeah. Well, all, all, you know, Hankley Common's fantastic. There's an awful lot of those those Surrey uh, golf clubs that are all, you know, with the heather and all that sort of oh. stuff. They're all beautiful, all built on sand, um, and, yeah, they're fantastic. And you have to play out of hoof prints from horses. Yes. From horses. Yeah. All right, so yeah. how do you know Sean? Uh, well, I don't know. We just met. Really, we just met like yesterday. Yeah, um, I would say mutual friend, uh, the senator from Carolina, Matthew Wharton. Oh, the governor, you mean from North Carolina? I call him the senator, but oh, yeah, you can call senator. him the governor too. Oh, okay, okay. So, Mr. Wharton, and you know Mr. Wharton very well, yeah, yeah, because he's an MG too. He is. So I met Matthew uh, a year ago at Harrogate BTME at the Harrogate show, set, sort of similar to this, and uh, yeah, we just bumped into each other. Uh, in a pub and uh, over a few beers got to know him and then we decided we were going to go out for a meal and we went come on let's go when we all went together and then yeah we've kept in touch ever since well there's only about 70 some of y'all MGs anyway so I mean I assume you get to hang out with a lot are you you MG status ever? I don't have any letters after my last name like some of these guys. <laughs> you listen to our holiday edition when I asked the doctors, like, how many years in school did it take you to get your letters? I did. I like that. That edition was important. It's great. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, nice. Well, thank you, man. Um, yeah. But, so, all right. You just met. Seattle? Correct. London. Yeah. Mutual friend, Wharton. The middle of that. This triangle we could draw could have a lot of problems in the middle yes. of these three locations. <laughs> we all age, started hanging out. Yeah, but you know, I, I think that's the beauty of uh, of our industry, isn't it? Is that uh, you know we come to these things, we all have a mutual respect and empathy with what we all have to do. And um, I don't know, it, 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 you know, especially in this country, in in um, in England as well, 
we all, greenkeepers, it's a trade, it's an industry that we all uh, help each other and we're not frightened to share and we, uh, yeah, we, we, it's almost like, you know, you, you can become friends very, very quickly, which is what's happened to us. Yeah, it's easy to find common interests, golf architecture, um, golf in general, if you just like to play the game. You know, I'm here with a, a friend of mine that was my first boss. I've known him, I'm 38. I've known him since I was 15 years old. And we were 10 years apart. We kind of travel these things together all the time. We get in trouble, but not arrested, so we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have fun. And I think, to Phil's point, right, like, it's really easy for us to move up the ladder in age and down the ladder in age with people in our industry and business because we all share a common passion. I don't know how easy that is to say if you were, if this trade show was like a telecommunications correct conference or something it's probably not the same as you wouldn't see the diversity of people hanging out with each other and getting to know each other because they're they're just selling cell phones let's say or whatever for us we're talking about golf and talking about life and families and all those things so it's really easy for us to get to know each other because there's a common thread that all ties us to one spot because we can look at twitter and see what your grass looks like now we need to talk about your family and get to know you a little bit who you are as a man so what number are you mg 30, I think. Holy shnikes. Yeah, I got it. You earned your... Str- I got uh, yeah. some gray, but I ain't earned it like you, man. <laughs> it's a long... T- uh, or have there been 30 in the last two years? Uh, no, no. It was a long time ago. I think it was 2001. And um, um, I, one of the chaps was saying uh, last night that um, everything now is done online. So you fill in all your forms online. You do your exams online. When I when I did mine, of course, it was it was all handwritten. And so if you made a mistake, you had to scrub it, scrub it all out and start again. And it's like, oh, no. But of course, now with laptops and all that, it's, it's um, yeah, so, yeah. But when I did it, it was a, it, yeah, it was a long time ago. All right, so two guys I like don't think I've ever handwritten a paper in my <laughs> life. I'm <laughs> that far into technology. <laughs> all right, let me ask you something. For real question, did you ever see an 8-track tape player? <laughs> Have you ever seen no, one? No, I have seen one. My first car was a 78, 78 Oldsmobile Classic. Uh, it had an AM, FM radio. That was it. You wow. had FM in yours. Oh, See, you were lucky. Se- I had a 79 Camaro. <laughs> maybe it was only AM. I God, Maybe it was. I don't remember. See, uh, my 79 Camaro had an 8-track player with wow. only AM. Wow. I do remember as a kid, a really good friend of mine, his dad had the first car phone. Wow. Remember it oh, came in the oh, big oh, case oh, yeah. and sat in the middle and you plugged in the oh, cigarette lighter. My dad was in the army. We had one of those right. couple years ago. Car phone. He had, and it was probably the size of a brick as well. He had 40, 40 minutes for like $212 a month or something <laughs> like that. Yes. Yes. All right. So you, we may have him on again someday. We may never meet again, but in case we don't. Next year. We have to get, hopefully sooner when I come see him play some golf. Oh. What's your first car ever driven? Uh, I remember I had a, a very, very old uh, Volkswagen Beetle, and um, one of the really old-shaped ones. Because uh, split I could, window? Uh, no, not th- not quite that old. Okay, sorry. But pretty old. Um, and I remember that the uh, the I used to drive it to school. Uh, I was in the sixth form, so like in the la- uh, sixth form, the last year of school when you, you're 18 and you senior in high school. A senior, Americans a, a following. Senior, yeah, a senior. Um, and. Um, I was never massively popular until I got that car, and then I used to set off from my house with uh, obviously just me in it. And by the time I got to, to school, I had a comp- I had people hanging out in the windows. I had everybody, you know everybody. I was picking up people, at, at school friends as I was going. But um, the um, the battery 
if I remember, used to be housed in a little housing in on underneath the back seat. Yeah. But of course, the more people I piled into the back seat, the connectors and because it was all they were all, it touched the two the, the positive and the negative and used to set the car on fire. <laughs> well. well <laughs> This is our first car fire. We're going over. We've had our, a car fire in our first fire. We'll be back, Alan. And the thing was, I, I didn't just do it once. I used to just carry on just doing it. So I probably did it a dozen times. It didn't matter. Yeah, the, the car that I had, the one I think I remember they don't do anymore, is my uh, high beam switch was on my left foot on the floor. Oh, that was the best. I don't know why they've ever moved it to the column. It's terrible. It should always be on the floor on your foot. I had an 83 Bronco full size, and it was right under the emergency brake. In fact, you'd get your foot hung up sometimes under the brake, clicking it. Best move ever. I couldn't. Look, this has been very insightful. <laughs> and sometimes as well, I don't know about you, in my early car, I mean, if you said to anybody younger now, um, you know, um, to get the car started, we used to have to pull the choke out. Yeah. To let them, they don't even know what chokes are anymore, do they? Unless They're they not. are at a facility with gas golf carts still. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We still have I've a few of those around yeah, here where you yeah. have to choke. You asked him if it had a split windshield. I would have asked him if it had a combustible engine in it. <laughs> Again, agronomic, mechanical yeah, ignorance. Yeah. My question to you is, have you been in any industry other than golf? You were 15, so... No, no. I started... Uh, my first job on a golf course was at 11, caddying on a golf course. I caddied on a golf course for four summers. I worked in the cart barn for about four months. Hated it. Sure. Uh, got a job raking bunkers my first day on a John Deere... Uh, three-wheel bunker rake that was my first job ever i raked bunkers for six hours and thought i don't know if i like this but i'll be back tomorrow that's awesome and you've no, no other industry no i actually haven't no so my my dad was a uh, as a golf pro at my local golf club so i used to just go and help him in the shop cleaning clubs then i'd go at weekends raking bunkers and then it was the natural thing to do isn't it you you love golf and well here's, yeah, you. here's where i ask you that because i'm gonna have to wrap up it's supposed to be five minutes we're going over because I could go an hour with y'all. Phil was worried about the questions. I think he's okay <laughs> with us now. You brought up the camaraderie in our business. He touched on it overseas. I've never heard our friends from over the pond address it like we do. The fact that there's no industry secrets. Like if you've solved the problem across the street, your biggest competitor membership-wise may be the private club across the way. You're going to call Joey and tell him what you did. Yes. Okay, I've been. this is my third industry. That's why I asked. I didn't, I'm not agronomy. I studied business. Um, I've been in retail and then fundraising. The people that I've worked for, boards, etc., aren't always superintendents. This is not a mentality that goes on out there. It's a beautiful industry to be in. It's a tough industry to be in. It takes passion, as you noted. Our guys fall on hard times, but I think what you guys just talked about, the fact that we got two guys from literally 6,000 miles apart that are hanging out because they've just met recently on the same podcast speaks volumes. So. Um, Godspeed to you guys in your journey. I appreciate your time today. I look forward to having you on again, maybe, or just hanging out with a couple pints. Yeah. We could do the podcast and pints. We could. We could. I think we should do it from your place, too. You're always welcome in the Pacific Northwest at my place. My sister lives in Portland. I need a reason. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you being on. Thank you. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.